Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the lab. As always, sitting with you is Brandon Weirig, Alex Trotter, and I'm Lou Follenkamp. We hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode talking with TJ from Yale University. Uh, today, what we are going to discuss, and Brandon is actually now two for two on topics. About time he starts pulling his weight around. There we um, go. But we are actually going to talk about... Trotter <laughs> says he stole his idea. Um, we are going to talk about coaching styles today. So, Brandon, if you would, give us a little bit of information here on, um, you know, what, what kind of archetypes you're talking about when you talk about coaching styles. Like, give me, give me a few examples here. All right. Well, um, everybody's different. Every athlete, every athlete responds. It's like everybody's body's different. Everybody also responds to different coaching um, intensities, I guess, would be a good way to put it differently. So we got some, like today we had... 25-ish, 30 athletes, different athletes in, in the uh, gym at one time. So each, we, anywhere from uh, college to, I want to say around fifth grade, might have been the youngest kid today. Yeah. Pretty close. So, so I mean, age plays a, a big factor in it with your wording and, like, obviously the language you can use, things like that. <laughs> um, Terminology yeah. is what he's referring to. I just keep thinking of that. And I know, uh, old man. One... <laughs> One girl, or there are two girls in there on top of my head that are just complete. I mean, they're top dogs. Um, yeah. One's a college track athlete that's shattered records her freshman year. The next one's going to be an incoming freshman. So they're two athletes that have been with us for a while. So we can kind of harp on them. And, like, if they're not doing what they need to be doing, like, we can kind of be like the drill sergeant type style coach. Yeah. And then you got. Brutally honest. Yeah. And then you got the new kid that's only been there maybe three or four times. It's a college athlete that's. Hasn't quite seen that side yet, so you know we're kind of still favoring it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with young kids, you got to kind of keep everything super simple. Kind of, some kids are shy, so you got to kind of have like the side conversations with them and things like that. So, kind of being able to turn on different personalities, wear in, different hats, in a, yeah, and like in a matter of a second, it's kind of it's huge as a coach. Yeah, especially when you're with the cross different ages, different sports, different personalities and things like that all at one session yeah and then we have uh like t- later today we got um some of our special olympics kids coming in so they have maybe down syndrome or autism or just high levels of adhd mm-hmm. so your patient level just needs to kind of be a little bit more higher than because yeah. i mean they're, they're not maybe physically able to reach the positions or something like that you want them to be or they just can't quite comprehend it so you just have to have that a lot of tools in your belt to kind of figure out how can you get them in a in a maybe not like an optimal position but like in the safest position for their body type yeah optimal for them yeah yeah compared to a a high functional level yeah athlete Yeah. yeah i feel like that goes a long way for like you know, articulating and communicating what you want out of them, but then also just motivation style. Yeah. You know, you can crush someone real quick if it's too harsh too soon. Oh, yeah. You can have kids not want to come back. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those things where that we predict their playing time. Like, yep. people pay to come work out with us, and it's very easy just to say, I'm not coming back, and that's it. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're not like uh... – stupid or naive to the fact either that there there's other trainers in the area you know and it's it's our job to to elevate the athlete you know if we aren't doing that in 
all aspects of that athlete's uh, life or perspective, if you will, then, you know, like there's nothing really stopping them from being like, all right, well, I'm going over here now, you know, and like that's that's understandable. And that needs to be like um, in the forefront of everybody's mind, like when you are coaching that like this, this isn't like a burn and turn mentality that you need to have, you know, like um, the the kids are a direct reflection of of you as the coach, you know, like, like, um, but my, one of my favorite things is like hearing these athletes, they get recognized because they're like, Oh, you're like a no name kid. Like that's, that's awesome. Like that's a good feeling to have. So you got to keep that in the back of your mind too. Um, and then, yeah, going off of like what Brandon said, like all the cues and stuff that you would use for certain athletes too. It's not, it's not going to work. Uh, it's not a universal cue. You know, you got to kind of find a, like, find one that works for the, the athlete themselves and let that stick. So yeah, it's playing around a lot. <laughs> Makes sense. I feel like, uh, growing up, like the, the standard strength coach per se, like the, like standard archetype was like that hard ass yeah. that like just uh-huh. yelled at you all the time. Sure. And I feel like nowadays you see so many different varieties of like just personalities delivery of information like like for example one of the guys that i used to uh work out with and he would work with people he was kind of more of like a man of few words but like the speak softly but carry a big mm-hmm. stick kind of a thing but like whenever he would make corrections he would deliver it in the perfect way for that person to use um whether or not if they were an older gentleman or if they were a young athlete um but he always had the same monotone and flat effect on his face. So I don't think people could read him very well. Um, what do you guys think you respond the best to when you guys were training or are training? Oh, man. That I'm going to dig here a little bit. I'm going to find out. So I would say that, that I switch uh, in – in terms of like depending on the day kind of thing. Um, so like when I get super competitive, but I'm having a bad day, I almost need like a little bit of like words and encouragement to like pull me, pull myself out of like my own hole that I'm digging. Mm-hmm. Cause I'll overanalyze every single parts of the movement. And I'm like, Nope, this feels like shit. This feels like shit. Today sucks. Like blah, 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 blah. Rather than just like, just correct it and go. And then, like, there's other times where I'm having, like, a really good day. So then, like, I, I use the fuel of, like, shit-talking, essentially. You know, because, like, I, I can still hear and, like, picture all of the people that, like, doubted me throughout my whole life or whatever, you know. Or just, like, certain situations like that that said, you know, i never be shit. Like, I can't make a job out of this or I can't make a career out of this. Like... Um, you're only going to be able to lift X amount of weight, like blah, 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 blah. So like, I, I still hear those voices in my head. So then it's like, I'll prove all of you wrong again. Um, so then, yeah. And then when that happens, I just start shit talking myself and then that <laughs> spreads to everybody else. And then here we go. So but, words of encouragement and shit talking. Yeah. But I also pick like somebody every single day, like whoever I'm training with, like mm-hmm. even when I train with branding, like the other day and we ran sprints sprints for the first time that I ran in a year. And I was like in my head counting, like, all right, he's taking like 
15 second breaks, like in between like sets and stuff, I'm taking 10. And then he started taking 10 and I was like, all right, I don't even need a break. So then it, like, as soon as, as soon as I'd be done and I turn around, he'd start going. I'm like, all right, well I'm going as soon as he hits that cone. And then I died. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I died. I was sitting on the, sitting on the turf, freaking starfished out shirtless, huffing and puffing. <laughs> Jesus. See, I've only ever had like the kind of coach that like if you do something wrong, he's in your face, yeah, type shit. And but if you do it right, he's like your biggest hype man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've only had only ever really had that kind of style of coaching. But then when I got kind of out of the the competition style of it, like like Alex was saying, like when I'm working out with somebody and I see like blood in the water, like when you were getting tired, yep. like that was my switch. Like all right, I'm gonna try to bury yep. this dude. Yeah, because like for me, that's my that's my kind of style of workout where I can bury him. Yeah, to where if it's a barbell workout, it's the other way around. Yeah. So if I got a chance to bury Alex, I'm fucking yeah. I'm, I'm fucking taking it, dude. Yeah. So it just kind of depends. I mean, that's where the competition. Like that's the first uh, training partner I've had. Yeah. Since AJ left, so yeah, kind of get back into that kind of style of competition was nice again. So. But see, like it, I think a lot of people misconstrued the when we are being competitive like that you know so like it it almost like fueled us again because we started having athletes come in and they were like early that day mm-hmm. so it was like how dare you like come into like our practice time kind of thing so it was just like all right like we can we can go again you know like that sort of thing but then the other thing is too it's like if if i'm not pushing myself in order to push brandon or because like then when aj comes back like he relies on us, whether he admits it or not, <laughs> like to get him back to the the CFL or like you know if a if an NFL team calls at any time, like he needs to be ready. So that's on us and as like training partners, in order to keep him at that high level and not let him get satisfied at like the accolades that he's won or the things that he's done in the past, kind of thing. You know, like tomorrow's not promised, so you need to earn your day and and keep going from there and. That's why I'm a big proponent of training partners, and now I'm going to go on another rant, and no. I'm done. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Keep on that. Actually, actually, let, let's add that in here for today. Then, so like we just talked about like coaching styles and you know different types of coaching styles. Let's add in the importance of training partners. Well, if, it's, if you have a training partner, like as a coach, mm-hmm. I can step aside. Yep. Yep. I might get in. The, someone's like kind of make like the sisters yesterday. Uh-huh. The younger sister was getting the older sister on the squat. Yep. And she admits it. She's like, "Okay, let's go get that basketball court out. Let's go then." Yeah. So she kind of let that you fuel did, a little you bit. Just chirp it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she took that into the, the bell squat workout. Yeah. I mean, first time being on a bell squat with that kind of weight and for four minutes and you didn't drop. Yep. That's impressive. Because sister didn't drop. You know what I'm saying? But had sister not been there whooping her ass on the squat, she probably would have quit. Because you can see it. You can watch yeah. them like internalize. Like, nope, nope, I'm giving up. Nope, I'm giving up. And then all of a sudden their eyes light up again. They're like, uh. Like I got a second win, like I'm good. And we can just sit back and watch. Like I don't, yep. I don't got to be sitting there chirping and like, this is why you get your ass bullied in the paint type thing. Yeah, because she's that kind of athlete, and we can say that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, do you think you need both forms of training, training with a partner or without a partner? Uh, I think, for me personally, I like knowing that I can go to a place where I can pretty much physically beat myself down mm-hmm. and not need somebody there watching me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no. like mental fortitude. In Pushing life, yourself. you're not always going to have somebody there. Holding your hand. Yeah. So yeah. I like having that ability, but I also like, there's nothing funner than going through hell with somebody else yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I will, yeah, I I admit, the the two things that I do miss is, like, I mean, you guys are 
kind of prime example of, um, you know, wearing the multiple hats and having that ability to push someone. One thing that I've noticed over the years is that, like, I'm kind of, I don't know, I guess I'm a little different. Um, I've, I've been called PT dad on I don't know how many different days mm-hmm. where, like, I, I guess I have more of, like, a, a quiet, I guess, approach to coaching where I'm not going to necessarily be in your face at all hours of the day or in all moments when you're training. But, like, when you do something right, I'm going to let you know. When you do something wrong, I'm going to let you know. But I'm not going to be, like, berating you badly for it or I'm not going to get in your face. Um, as for training partners, I mean, I, I train alone. So, like, I don't have – I mean, that is actually something I'm looking for right now. But I don't have anyone that, like, trains the way I do, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, like, with the – with the type of training I do and the things I want to do with my, I guess, my training right now, I'm looking for that right now. So if you have time, please let me know. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I like the whole CrossFit aspect and the classes, but, like, no one can go to zones like I want to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I will suffer, but I don't want to keep doing CrossFit workouts to have that training partner aspect. Okay. Like, I would like to have the ability. Like, that, that's why I love rugby so much. Because when I had the guys that I could train with and I could push with, that to me was training. That was fun. That was like, like okay, we're gonna go out here later. Like you just like I had a guy who could kick my ass on back squat. He would back squat like five hundred five or five fifteen. We'd go out on the pitch and we would lock in a scrum and I would back. Mm-hmm. And like that is what I want. Um, and I just haven't found it yet. But with training partners, what would you guys recommend when you are? I mean, because obviously you're not gonna know who's a great training partner until you've actually gone through the fire with them. Um, what do you guys look for in a training partner? Someone that's stronger. Someone that's stronger. In 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 terms of it, right? So like mm-hmm. I, I want somebody that's stronger but also knows like their shit. So like when um like of course like I'll use you know Westside for example or whatever, like I knew going in there, like I, I had a an eight forty squad at the time and in my group that was Almost that was 360 pounds less than the top squatter in that group. So like that, there's a huge difference in there. Yeah. I mean, he squatted 1,200, you know. And then the the other two were raw. They don't even wear anything except a belt, and they were squatting 100 pounds more than me. You know, so it's like, and it's just like you you're always a top dog or big fish in your little pond. Until, like, you get thrown in the ocean. So then all of a sudden, like, you're a little minnow swimming with sharks. And, like, you need to be that shark. So, like, you know, like, uh, whenever I train with Brandon or whatever, like, yeah, sure. Like, are the the weights different on the bars and stuff like that? But I also trust him in a sense that, like, he can can see and pinpoint little things that, like, I'm not feeling or that I'm doing off. And then he can make that adjustment. And it's just, it's like that, like... I, uh, when you're training with certain weights up to a certain point, it almost becomes like a life or death situation because if you do, you know, like go to bench 800 pounds and something's wrong with the handoff or my wrist buckle now, like that 800 pounds drops fast. Like you don't understand how fast it drops. You can't react fast enough, you know? So like, it's, it's just little stuff like that, that like my life's on the line (laughs) in like certain situations you know, and it's like you have to trust like your training partners, and and I think like having training partners just in general, you naturally start building that trust with them. And and the days that I like, 
dude, I would have tapped so much earlier in those sprint workouts, but it was just like, nope, like he's still going. All right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't think I asked once how many, how many are we doing on this? It, it, it's just like, I'm going until I can't like, you know, and then it's, it's his job to like, keep, keep me up too, mm-hmm. you know, until I drop and then <laughs> go two more times. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I would advise if, if you want to try something new, especially like our no name kids, ask a dude or ask a chick that is literally doing the same sheet in the same day that you are just work out with them. You'd be shocked at how uh, instant, I guess, a PR is going to come that day. And it'll give you the answer to whether, like, you're king shit or you're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's just like, I don't know. Like, today, even, even with the two uh, college girls that we had, they did the exact same workout on different racks. But the incoming freshman was beating the hell out of the freshman that had already like done the workout by by a whole fifty pounds, smoked her. Wow, you know, and it's just like you know, like you two should be training partners at the end of the day. But it is what it is right now. They came, they walked in at different times, so I guess I'll give them the benefit of the doubt then. But she still took that Ellen pig, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. Yep. Anything else you guys want to add? That's the rant. That's it. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode talking about coaching styles and uh, the importance of training partners. Uh, we'll probably continue this one a little bit maybe on a future episode. Uh, but just to kind of get the rant out a little bit. Uh, we will see you guys next time.